On Monday and Tuesday, I gave you my first round of my Mock Draft 2.0. I split it up into two parts. I gave the top 10 on Monday, and I gave picks 11 through 30 on Tuesday. But today, I'm going to take a stab at the full second round. Find out the biggest surprises and actually where I have Imani Bates. Imani Bates is such a huge topic of discussion. So find out where I have him. Stay tuned. Big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by our new sponsors, FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On NBA today to get started. That is FanDuel.com slash Locked On NBA to get started. Happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. And like I mentioned in the opening, I did picks 1 through 10 and 10, I'm sorry, 1 through 10 and 11 through 30 on Monday and Tuesday. I'll give you a quick recap right here just in case you missed it, but I'd advise you to go back. And check it out. And number one, I had the Houston Rockets selecting Victor Wembanyama. Number two, I had the Detroit Pistons selecting Scoot Henderson. I had Brandon Miller going third to the Charlotte Hornets. Amin Thompson landing in San Antonio at number four. And number five, I had Orlando Magic drafting Baylor's Keontae George. And number six, I had Nick Smith going to the Washington Wizards. Number seven, Amin's twin brother Asur landing north of the border in Toronto. At number eight, I had Portland drafting Gigi Jackson. At number nine, I had the Orlando Magic selecting Cam Whitmore. At number 10, I had Cason Wallace going to the New Orleans Pelicans. At 11, Jairus Walker to Indiana Pacers. Anthony Black going to the Warriors at 12. Grady Dick just going one state south from Kansas to Oklahoma with the Thunder at number 13. I had Maxwell Lewis and Terquavion Smith going to Utah at 14 and 15. At number 16, I had Jet Howard going to the Phoenix Suns. Bryce Sensenball going to the Clippers at 17. I had Atlanta drafting Kyle Filipowski at number 18. Ryan Rupert and Taylor Hendricks going 19 and 20 to the New York Knicks. And at 21, I had Deron Holmes landing in Miami. At number 22, I had the Lakers drafting Chris Murray. And at number 23, I had Chris Murray's twin brothers team, the Sacramento Kings, selecting Kobe Jones. At 24, I had the Indiana Pacers going with Derek Whitehead. Jordan Hawkins lands in Houston at number 25. Kalel Ware ends up in Brooklyn with the 26th pick. Utah, back on the clock, I had them taking a swing for the fences at Baba Miller at number 27. At number 28, I had the Memphis Grizzlies drafting Nikola Drissick and stashing him. And at 29, I had Noah Clowney going to the Charlotte Hornets, and I had the Indiana Pacers selecting Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite. So that was my full first round Now, there are a few guys that I have in the first round that probably are second-round picks on most boards, but, you know, I'm just going with my gut feeling more than ever this year. I am a 1,000% confident in my eye, 
and in my gut feeling. Yeah, it's just going to be a little bit different. Now, there are some guys that I have going in the second round that are probably going to surprise you. I have some guys that I'm a little bit lower on than than most, but just find out here. All right, so let's go with number 31. It is the Indiana Pacers. I have the Indiana Pacers selecting Derek Lively, and no, I don't have him as a first-round pick. And I know he is first-round on a lot of boards, and it's purely based off of what he did in high school. has nothing to do with what he's done at Duke. You can't say, oh, this guy's a first-round pick based off his production. But the high school resume is going to propel him still into the first round. But I have Derek Lively going 31 to the Indiana Pacers. At 32, I have the Detroit Pistons selecting Julian Phillips from Tennessee. Phillips has the physical tools, has the talent. The shot's been a little bit inconsistent. He is someone that could easily end up being a first-round pick when it's all said and done, but I have him at 32 to the Pistons. At number 33, this is probably my biggest surprise here, but I have the Philadelphia Sixers selecting Donovan Klingon from UConn. He is not a starter. He is extremely productive when he comes off the bench. And then I believe that, I get this name mixed up. Every time I say it, Walker Kessler, I think Walker Kessler's success is going to be beneficial for Donovan Klingon. Donovan Klingon is seven-footer, shot blocker, rebounder, and a lot of the, the concerns that people had about Kessler people may have about Klingon, but I think Klingon is a poor man's Walker Kessler, and I think that he can come in as a rookie. He's still raw, just, you know, doesn't even start for UConn, but I think he can develop and come in off the bench and provide minutes because he has good size and he's a shot blocker and a rebounder, and teams value that. All right, at number 34, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting a similar situation, a player that is young and is not your you know your new school center more of your traditional old school guy but I have James Naji James Naji is I've said it a million times the European slash Nigerian version of Jalen Duran Manchild will come in he'll rebound he'll block shots he'll run the floor and is just a finisher on the basket has great size still young and I think that for San Antonio, especially if they end up making some moves at the deadline, which will thin out their front line, I think Najee could come in and, and, and be someone that they could um, kind of build around. All right, at number 35, I have the Orlando Magic selecting Tucker DeVries from Drake. Very, very good shooter, sophomore. I, I like, I just like his game. I like the fact that he's a very confident shooter, not the most athletic, even though he can put the ball on the floor a little bit and take advantage of smaller guys. Not going to beat you off the dribble, but I like the, the fact that if there's a smaller guard on the switch, he can attack the closeout and he can, you know, play a little bit bully ball and get to his spots on the floor. This is probably a little bit higher than other people have him, but I, I think especially for a team like Orlando that needs shooting, if you, if you, pass up Grady Dick and I think based off of what I have I have them selecting Keontae George and Cam Whitmore two guys that can shoot but they're still a ways away I think from being snipers in the NBA I think Tucker DeVries would be that guy all right at number 36 I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Marcus Sasser Marcus Sasser has been a first rounder on my board for the majority of the season but he drops a little bit here at number 37, I have the Toronto Raptors taking the 
probably the player of the year in college basketball, if it wasn't for Zach Eady, Jalen Wilson. And Jalen has just been so productive. You cannot knock his production. He's been productive on a Kansas team, which I think has lost three in a row. Wilson does a little bit of everything also. He can make threes, but he's not a great shooter. He, he's definitely a, a good rebounder. He can pass. I think if the shot ends up being a little bit more consistent, then I think that he, he'd go a lot higher. I think if he has a good combine and has some good workouts, there is a chance because, like I said, you can't front on his production, but the shot is a little bit concerning. At number 38, I have... The Boston Celtics selecting Trace Jackson Davis, another guy that has been super productive. And he and I'm I'm probably falling in line with with group thinking here. The production is there. The game may not be fully I don't know the what's the word I'm looking for. The game may be a little bit old school in a sense because he's a big that doesn't stretch the floor, but I do think fit is going to be important for him. I think with the right team, he is going to be a productive rotational player. I mean, he had a monster game this weekend, shoots free throws. Just would like to see him space the floor a little bit, but I understand he's so dominant in college. Maybe he doesn't necessarily need to go out and try to perform for NBA scouts. Just focus on winning college and then show the scouts that he can maybe knock down elbow jumpers or short corner jumpers and workouts. But I think Boston would be a pretty good fit there. At number 39, I have the Washington Wizards selecting his teammate, Jalen Hushfino, who is playing well. I think he is a, a player that could also find himself in the first round. I like his size. I like 6'6". Six, six. Um, loves the mid-range game. Loves the floater. And I think that he could be someone that could come in and, and be pretty productive as a rookie. Let's talk about our new sponsor that I'm, I'm, I'm happy about. And it is FanDuel because we at Locked On are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're a new customer, join today and get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. Yes, $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same day parlay. I know in college basketball, there's a big Kentucky versus Kansas game that you may want to bet on. It's all on the app that's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL and Locked On. All right, once again, you are listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. This is your host, Rafael Barlow, and I'm going over my mock draft 2.0. At number 40, I have the Los Angeles Lakers, and you know Los Angeles needs shooting, and I have them selecting Gonzaga's Julian Strother. I have a little bit of concern about the low release on his shot, but I do think that he will be able to knock down open shots. A guy like LeBron and Anthony Davis will create space, so that half a second that... 
he may need to get a shot off because of the low release. He'll be able to get it playing with a guy like LeBron James. At number 41, I have the Sacramento Kings selecting Terrence Shannon Jr. Transferring from Texas Tech was probably the smartest thing he's ever done. Texas Tech, I think, is winless in the Big 12. Their offense is, uh, I don't know what it is, but he has definitely helped himself by, by going to Illinois. I have him going 41 to Sacramento. At number 42, now this is probably just a personal preference fit. I like Tyler Burton. I think he's one of the best cutters in college basketball, if not the best cutter in college basketball definitely in my opinion the best cutter prospect that's in the range of top 100 top 60 players and if you're a great cutter a great off the ball cutter the guy that you want to play with is Nikola Jokic and I have him going to Denver at number 43 I have the Cleveland Cavaliers selecting City Sissoko from the G League Ignite just your your big guard that is able to defend multiple positions because he has the size, length, and strength to be a versatile defender, has the unselfish connective tissue type game that is very valuable. Big ball handler, loves to pass. I would like to see him a little bit more aggressive. I think he settles for too many step backs and, and contested jumpers. I'd love to see him get downhill. I think if he had a mentality to get downhill and just use his strength to Bully guys, I think he's a lock for the first round, but he could still end up being a first round pick. At number 44, I have the Charlotte Hornets selecting Reese Beacom from Virginia. Charlotte is a team that could use some help on defense, and Beacom is arguably, which some people say it's, it's no debate, but arguably the best defender, the wing defender in college basketball. And I think that he has a defined role as like your rotational defensive-minded backup point guard that can initiate the offense. At number 45, I have the Phoenix Suns selecting Jordan Walsh. Now, Walsh is a guy that had a first-round grade for a lot of people. Arkansas has been kind of up and down this year. The shot for Jordan is a little it, – it, it's inconsistent, which, you know, if you've been following him, you know that that was kind of like the, the knock on him. But, I mean, he is a tremendous athlete, 7'3 wingspan. And one of the reasons why I like him in Phoenix is because if you look at that Suns roster, they don't really have an athletic wing that finishes at the rim. It's a team that has a lot of guys that shoot jumpers, but not really a slasher that will go up and make plays above the rim. And Walsh is that guy. All right, at number 46, I have the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Ushman Njai. This could be another draft and stash guy. A lot of talent. Played for Senegal last year. Last year, he was also in in Germany. It just slipped my mind where he's playing at this year. But he's 6'10", has wing skills. He's a project, definitely a long-term project, but he definitely has the skills and the talent and the fluidity to be like your your big wing shooter will definitely need to add some muscle but he's in a situation where he could end up being like your draft and stash guy that you develop from afar and then he could come over in a year or two and actually um you know be a contributor at number 47 i have the los angeles clippers selecting andre jackson jr i like andre jackson i think he is one of the, the better athletes in this draft a, a good passer, very unselfish, has a really funky looking shot. 
that last year he knocked him down at a respectable clip. But I think he's a, a guy that has the athleticism and strength and tools to be an energy guy off the bench that can also, you know, serve as like your secondary pl- playmaker. And I think that he is someone that, even though he's a second round pick, I think that he is someone that could be ready to come in and contribute to an NBA team if he goes to the right system. All right, at number 48, I have Jalen Clark. And this is kind of crazy because I had him a lot higher in my last mock. The shot has come down to earth. He's at like 34% now. It's definitely come down to earth. He is a weird player in a sense because the free throw percentage is not great. The shooting numbers from the prior years aren't really good. So you have to wonder like, all right, what about the shooting? If the shooting is there, it changes everything about his game and his draft range very good athlete um is someone that has some passing instincts is just a tremendous defender when it comes to like anticipating steals and collecting steals there is a role for him i'm just a little bit concerned about about the shooting i think he's also a fit guy he is someone that if he can just spend the summer in the gym continue to improve his shot because he has made improvements from his sophomore to his junior year, if he can continue to just get better and just become a respectable shooter, this could be one of the biggest steals in the draft because he is known for collecting steals and is a good defender. All right, at number 49, I have the Denver Nuggets selecting Coleman Hawkins from Illinois. You know, 6'10", 6'9", I believe, pick-and-pop guy. There's always room for floor spacers there. At number 50, and this is a guy that, Oh, man. And maybe it's just a bias because he's been around a long time. I know his game in and out. I think that he is going to, well, he could end up going first round, late first round, early second. I have him at number 50. It is not a knock on his game. It is Jamie Hawkins from UCLA. I think no matter where he goes in the draft, he's going to stick. I think that he is just such a high IQ guy, does a little bit of everything. I think he's going to stick, but I have him going to number 50 with the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting him there. At number 51, I have a guy that some people have in the first round. Some people have in the lottery. I just don't, I don't see it at all. I just see athleticism and upside and potential, but I see absolutely nothing else. Reluctant to shoot. And I've made the, the comment that if, Kendall Brown fell to like 48, then why is Dylan Mitchell a lock to go in the first round when Kendall Brown is actually, I think they're very similar in age. But anyway, I have Dylan Mitchell going to the Boston Celtics at number 51. At number 52, I have the Atlanta Hawks selecting internet sensation Grant Nelson. Grant is, you know, you, you've seen this, you, you've heard about him. He blew up on social media. Six eleven has some guard skills. Love his right to left crossover. Is athletic. Loves to finish in traffic. The shooting is is something that will definitely need some work. But he is a guy that has made his debut on my mock draft, and I've talked to some scouts. And scouts are actually one scout was like, you know, his job is to cover the the mid-majors and smaller conferences. So he said he knew all about Grant. And then I talked to an agent, and he said, you know, we were on him last year. But then now there's, like, this whole new wave of guys that are showing interest in Grant Nelson because he blew up on social media. All right, when we return, I got to take a quick timeout. 
and I will go down the list of my second round picks. Stay tuned. All right, at number 53, I have the Sacramento Kings selecting a guy that everybody's going to be on my head for not having higher. I have the Sacramento Kings selecting Imani Bates, and I can get into a whole dialogue of why Imani Bates is not a first-round pick. Yes, he can score. Yes, he's really young. He's still only 18 years old. Um, I just think it's a fit situation in the NBA. I think that in the NBA, if you are a shooter, you kind of have a better chance of of being on a roster than if you are a scorer. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but when I say shoot, I'm talking about a guy that can just play off the catch, doesn't need, um, you know, doesn't need to be featured on offense, just kind of be your floor spacer. And I think Amani's game is based off of him being like that guy right and i think his camp has strategically put him in position positions to always be that guy so there is a little bit of concern about his role and then i just think like some of the off-court stuff which is you know not necessarily all his fault i think that is going to have a a role in, in him being a second round pick and number 54 i have the milwaukee bucks selecting kevin mcculler jr from kansas he is someone that you put him on like a championship level team, he has more value there, right? He is one of the better defenders in college basketball. So he goes to a team like Milwaukee, he can come in and maybe provide some some minutes off the bench as a defender that can defend one, twos, and threes. If he can knock down open shots, he's even more valuable. But he's just like an unsung guy that I believe has value in the NBA as a specialist on the defensive end. At number 55, I have the best story in college basketball, Keontae Johnson. He missed a, I guess, two years, collapsed on the floor when he played for Florida. Good to see him back on the floor. Good to see him contributing. And I have him at number 55. At number 56, I have the Milwaukee Bucks selecting his teammate, Naquan Tomlin. Raw, very raw, not polished or close to being a finished product at all, but the size, the way he moves, the athleticism, I think is intriguing. Kind of moves like Christian Wood. Pick number 57, gone. Pick number 58 is the Memphis Grizzlies. I have them selecting Creighton's Arthur Kaluma. And 59, another pick that is gone for tampering. And at number 60, I have the Boston Celtics selecting Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Probably one of the greatest college basketball players that we will ever see. The way things are going now, you're just not going to see guys that stick around as long as he did. So enjoy Drew while you can because it may be a while before we see somebody that productive at like a, a big school like that. All right, well, thank you for making the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, you got to make the Game to Game Podcast, Game to Game NBA your next listen every moment every time performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nba with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow the game to game on the locked on nba channel available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast once again it's rafael barlow the director of scouting for nba big board i gave you my first round picks 11 through 30 and i gave you a little bit of bonus as you got the entire second round of my mock draft 2.0 once again thanks again for making the locked on nba big world podcast your first listen stay tuned tomorrow when i have a guest and we are well not we it's just me i am out <laughs>